You are listening to the weekly podcast of Greater Christ Temple in Lima, Ohio. We pray you enjoy today's message. To the going down of the same, praise the Lord, everybody. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name.
touch your people today. Touch their minds, touch their spirits. Let them leave this place different from the way that they came in. Give the evidence to be praise, honor, and glory. If there's one that has not been baptized, not received the gift of the Holy Ghost, let today be their day that they come closer and be drawn to you. We give you praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Before you take your seat, just look at somebody and see how close you spoke. something wrong with them when they stop eating. Ever been around someone who's in hospice? One of the signs that they're nearing towards the end. They say they've stopped eating. They, they've stopped drinking. The, uh, uh, they don't want any of the food that we offer. And the same thing is with us spiritually. We've got a whole lot of saints that are 
walking around here in the hospice that are not eating of God, that are not drinking of God, and they're dead men walking. Then they don't even know it. They're not feasting on Jesus. They're not hungering after him. Ah, hunger and thirst after God is at the very root of our it's who we're supposed to be. We're supposed to long after God. It's the way we were created. But there's something wrong when the children of God have no desire, have no uh, uh, will to seek after him. Rather fill ourselves up with junk food than have a full course meal of God. Rather fill ourselves up with snacks potato chips and candy that dole our appetite than actually feast on the manna from heaven. As my mother would say, I, I like to snack on junk food sometimes when I was younger. She said, you better eat some real food. We've allowed ourselves to be filled up on the externalities, all of the extra stuff that has nothing to do with God. We've forsaken him. We've filled ourselves up with schedules and itineraries and programs and conferences. But Jesus is nowhere in the midst. We'd rather have this and that, but we have no time for God. Our, our Mondays are filled up with this program. Our Tuesdays are filled up with this. Our, our Wednesdays are filled up with that. Our Thursdays are filled up with that. Our Fridays are filled up with whatever I want to do. And Saturday, God's definitely not in that day. And the only day we give him is Sunday. And then we want revival in our lives. Then we want change in our lives. But we create no space for God. But you got to understand. I need Jesus more than anything in the world. I'd rather have Jesus than silver coat. I'd rather have Jesus than riches untold. Give me Jesus. I don't need another service. I don't need another revival where Jesus is not in the midst. I don't need another council, but I need Jesus. We desire everything else. Netflix, Hulu, Prime, Peacock. Got all of that at the palm of our hands, our fingertips. But we don't want Jesus. We want to get caught up with everything else, but we don't want Jesus. Ah, uh, but I believe as Paul said to the Romans, it's high time to awaken out of our sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. It's too late in the day to be consumed with what you see in the world. It's too late in the day for you to be caught up on what you see on TikTok and Instagram. It's too late in the day for you to be caught up in these worldly systems and these worldly concepts. Because I've got news for you brothers and sisters. Jesus is coming soon. It may be morn. It may be be night or noon but Jesus is coming soon
I need not tell you that we find ourselves in perilous times. We're in the last days, evil times, darkness everywhere, sin up bounds ah uh, but i've got some comforting news uh, that jesus is coming uh, we don't talk about it anymore uh, we'd rather get a blessing uh, we'd rather get a car uh, we'd rather get some land uh, we'd rather get some money uh, we'd rather get in line for a miracle ah uh, uh, but i got something better uh, the king of kings uh, is on his way back You see, it was normal in the first century to talk about it. Paul said, comfort one another with these words. It was normal to greet your brother and say, Jesus is coming. Praise the Lord, Elder Gooding, Jesus is coming. Praise the Lord, Deacon, Jesus is coming. Praise the Lord, sister, Jesus is coming. But we don't talk about it. That's why Paul said to the Thessalonians, he encouraged them to turn to God from their idols to serve the living and true God and wait for his son from heaven that's why John in first John exhorted the little children to abide in Christ so that when he shall appear they might have confidence and boldness and give their account before God when he comes that's why Jude said behold the Lord cometh with ten thousand of his saints to execute judgment upon us all and then fast forward later Jesus himself sent a message to the seven churches and said surely I come quickly we're 2,000 years later but the message is still the same Jesus is coming soon Hallelujah. Ah, glory to God. When you look at the situation that our world is in, we're in a dark time. We have wars and rumors of wars. We have earthquakes and diseases and famines and storms and lightnings and thunder. The love of men has waxed cold iniquity abounds sin is popular if you believe in that which is right they tell you you're wrong something's wrong if you tell them you're pro-life something's wrong if you don't subscribe to the ideas of a multi-gender system you are wrong according to them you know why because we're in the last days We've got nation against nation, and it's not just nation. When I say nation, I don't mean just Israel against Palestine. I'm talking about color. You've got white against black. You've got black against Mexican. You've got all kinds of racial issues that are amplified. You know why? Because Jesus is coming. We've got kingdom against kingdom. You know what Paul said? 
in Romans, all of creation in the whole world is groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. All the problems you see, it's just the earth groaning. It's just the earth shaking. It's just the earth moving. Just Jesus is coming soon. Uh, the world uh, it's just getting ready uh, it's any day now uh, Jesus is coming uh, going to get called up to meet him uh, hallelujah uh, but the question is uh, have you prepared him yourself uh, you know he's coming uh, but you have you prepared yourself uh, made yourself ready uh, for the coming of the Lord uh, have you been pure uh, have you been righteous uh, have you been holy uh, or have you been given up to your own fleshly desires? Are you ready? Are you ready? Because he's coming. No man knows the day nor the hour. I can't tell you that he's coming tomorrow. But if they were saying that Jesus was coming 2,000 years ago, he's surely coming soon. So as we look... As I slow down a bit, as we look at the book of Matthew, uh, we see a very interesting book and, and we see an interesting time in that it breaks about 400 years of silence. There were no angelic manifestations. There, there were no prophets that spoke of a coming Jehovah. There were, there were no voices that said that there was a Messiah coming. There was silence. God for centuries shut his mouth, didn't speak to his people. But he had promised them that there was a Messiah that was coming, traveling in the strength of his own might. And so when we get to Matthew, we see that Matthew presents this long-awaited Messiah as the fulfiller of the promises that were made to Israel. He presents Jesus as the king and as this savior, as the one that was sent to save his people. And as a king, every king has their kingdom. We've got King Charles over in, in the United Kingdom. He has his domain. And just as Jesus is the king, he has his domain. He has his kingdom. The kind of kingdom where his people will reign with him for a thousand years. Uh, but this kind of kingdom isn't just for everybody. It's not just for everybody that says, I'm going to be saved, but I'm going to live however I want to. It's not just for everybody that decides to speak in tongues, but then after that they walk in the flesh. But it is a kingdom for those that are pure and holy. It is a kingdom for those that have tried Jesus and have thirsted after him and have sought after him. You see, brothers and sisters, we have the kingdom of God, which deals from eternity past to eternity future. As we read in John 3, 3, unless a man be born of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That is the kingdom for those that have been blood washed, that have spoke in tongues with the Holy Ghost. 
And then you have the kingdom of the heavens, which Jesus takes even to a higher level. Ah, he takes it to a higher playing field that requires that you thirst after him, that you be persecuted for righteousness, that you be meek, and that you operate in the spirit of God. And so as we look at this book, we see the king comes to establish his constitution. He's the king of the kingdom of the heavens. And every kingdom has to have some kind of governing ordinance. Got to have some kind of principles that everybody ought to follow. And so we see in Matthew 5, 1, we see that Jesus and seeing the crowd, he went up into the mountain and when he sat down his disciples came ah the king took his followers by the seashore and he went up to the mountain to give him his constitution he took them to a higher level to give him insight you see sometimes we want to stay low and try to get to god but some things we got to go up in order for god to reveal himself to us uh you see he takes him from the seashore well the seashore it represents the Satan-corrupted world. You see, we're trying to get to God in a Satan-corrupted world. We're trying to get to God with a medium that is of this world. But he said, i got to take you up higher. We get caught up in the systems of the world. But he said, I've got to take you higher because there are some things that I want to tell you. There are some uh, insights that I want to provide to you. And so we see in that chapter, verse 1 and 2, the Lord taught the disciples. He didn't teach the crowd. There was a crowd that was assembled, but he took just a few of them. Uh, you may look and see some of the numbers in our churches and, and, and wonder, what's going on all of these people that proclaim to be christians i know so many christians on the college campus and so many folks that say i, I believe in god they're a part of the crowd but they're not in the inner circle they're not those that want to have an intimate relationship with god they're not one of those that want to know him that want to experience him i thought of peter james and sean when Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration and he revealed himself, I want to be like them. I want to know Jesus. I want to get close to Jesus. I want to have an experience with him. All these people say, I'm a Christian. I'm, I believe in God. But not everybody will appreciate the truth. Not everyone will believe in a holy lifestyle. Not everybody will believe in living after the will of God and not pursuing what you want to do. Many are called, but few are chosen. Not everybody's going to appreciate the truth of the gospel. Uh, so we see that this reveals the kinds of people that are in the kingdom of the heavens. 
Ah, you see, you've got uh, the five foolish virgins and then you have the five wise that were ready to meet the bridegroom. Ah, that's similar to what we have. We've got a whole lot of people that say they're anticipating the coming of the Lord, but they're sleeping. They haven't kept their lamps trimmed and burning. They're not prepared for the bridegroom, for the bridegroom is coming. So we get to what he says. We get to how he outlays his constitution. You may wonder today what exactly he's requiring. Uh, the difference is that he is not looking at what you're doing on the outside, but he's looking at your inward man. Uh, he says these things to them. He compares uh, the law of Moses to what he says. And he, as the king says, but I say unto you, he begins to make it plain. He says, <clears throat> in the past it was written that thou shall not kill. Uh, but he says, as the king of kings, the long-awaited Messiah, he says, but I say unto you, whosoever is angry, with his brother without a call shall be in danger of the judgment. Uh, he said in the past Moses said that thou shall not commit adultery but as the king I but I say unto you uh, that whosoever looketh on a woman uh, to lust after her uh, hath committed adultery within his heart. Uh, he says thou shall not swear thyself uh, but he says but I I say unto you, swear not at all. He said it was said in the past, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But as the king, he says, but I say unto you that ye resist not evil. He says in the past it was written, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thy enemy. But he said as the king, I say unto you, you love your enemies bless them that curse you do good to them that hate you and pray for them which despitefully use and persecute you he's the king he's establishing this new plane where it's in your heart not worried about how you look not worried about how you dress not worried about the fact that you don't go to the club. Some of y'all don't go to the club because you don't know what to do there. Not worried about your actions, but he's worried about what's in your heart. He's worried about what's down inside of you. Do you have hatred for your brother? Do you have hatred for your family members? Do you not show love to the world? Are you bitter? Do you lust? He wants to fix your heart. And what does that entail being, I, I'm going to wrap it up, I know I'm boring y'all a bit, uh, but it, it entails being an overcomer. We don't talk about being overcomers enough. We have somewhat allowed ourselves to just simply do whatever. Uh, we don't strive to be over. We don't strive to be victorious in this spiritual journey. Uh, being an overcomer is not something that should uh, 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 be uh, uh, something special, but it should be normal. 
every person that proclaims to have the Holy Ghost on the inside of you, you ought to be an overcomer. An overcomer is one that remains steadfast through trials. An overcomer is one that has still held on to the name of Jesus. When everything doesn't seem to go the way that it ought to go, an overcomer is one that holds on to the bloodstained banner and says, not my will, but thy will. An overcomer is one that takes up their cross and, and dies daily. An overcomer is one that mortifies their members and mortifies their body and says, I'm going to be a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is my reasonable service. I'm reminded of what the preacher said in Ecclesiastes. He said, for this is the whole conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. That's what an overcomer is. One that says, I see the world is given up. I see the world does what they want to do. But I'm a child of God. I got to be holy. For he said, come out from among them and be ye separate. I've got to be pure. I've got to be righteous. Uh, I'm almost done, but it requires that we be overcomers. For John said, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. Who is the one who overcomes the world? Ah, But he who believes that Jesus is the son of God has an overcomer you resist the temptation of the world you are one that holds fast to Jesus holds fast to his hand when everybody else has gone this way and gone that way you hold to his hands all saints used to say God's unchanging hand when you don't have any money in your bank account when your health is bad when your family Family runs out on you uh, when you don't have any friends. Uh, you say, I'm what holding uh, my Savior's hands. Uh, Tis so sweet uh, to trust in Jesus. Uh, just uh, to take him at his word. Uh, I'm depending on Jesus. Uh, come hell or high water. Uh, I'm trusting in Jesus. Uh, is there anybody uh, in here today uh, that says I'm leaning on Jesus? I'm leaning on him and so he says there's some rewards for the people of God that are overcomers for in Revelation he says to the overcomers that they shall eat from the tree of life they'll be unharmed by the second death you'll be given a new name you'll have authority over all the nations and you'll be clothed in white garments but the better 
better part is uh, that you'll sit with Jesus uh, on the throne. Uh, all uh, you got to do uh, is overcome. Uh, but I read in my Bible uh, that we've overcome uh, by the word of by the blood of the Lamb uh, and the word of our testimony. Uh, I believe today uh, that it's hard in this world, uh, but I got the Holy Ghost uh, deep down in my soul. Uh, it's down in there. Uh, it can help me to overcome and win every battle the devil may throw some hard punches the devil may try to get me down but I'm overcome by the blood of the lamb oh yes and so he begins meek in suffering opposition but our key scripture for today is it says you must hunger and thirst for righteousness oh yes what does it mean he says blessed are they which hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled blessed there's a happiness in your soul that the world didn't give and the world can't take away you got a joy when nothing seems to go right you nothing seems to go as planned deep down in your soul you got a peace a peace of God that surpasses all understanding I, if you got that peace today I dare you just to shout glory Uh, so he says, uh, he says, blessed are they uh, which hunger and thirst after righteousness. Uh, uh, what does this mean? Uh, uh, this is a happiness uh, that you get when you experience uh, God in your life. Uh, uh, it's the fellowship, uh, a connection that you gain with him. Uh, as Paul said in Philippians, uh, that I may know him uh, yeah, and the power of his resurrection uh, and the fellowship of his sufferings. Uh, uh, it's a sense of your emptiness uh, it's a sense that you're not uh, all that you think you are uh, but it's a complete dependency uh, upon Jesus uh, and so when we look a little closer uh, to the rest of the scripture uh, you may wonder today uh, what does it mean to hunger and thirst uh, after righteousness uh, I'm going to keep it real simple uh, it means to follow God's will uh, righteousness means uh, in right standing if God said it I'm going to do it if God willed it I'm going to do it because I got to do it because I want to reign with him I want to reign with Jesus so I got to go through on this earth I want to get closer to him so I'm going to suffer as much as I have to for they that suffer with him shall also reign with him ah yes and so as I get ready to go to my seat my mind goes to what David said in Psalm 
Psalm 63 he was crying before the Lord he had been through all kinds of hell he'd been through turmoil in his life but he made a declaration he said I thirst I long for thee yes I seek thee early in the morning my soul thirsts for thee my soul longs for thee in a dry and thirsty land to see thy power and thy glory as I've seen in the sanctuary is there anybody in here that wants to see the glory I dare you to jump on your feet and tell the Lord I want to see your glory I want to see your power I want to see your anointing Lord revive us revive us I want to see it I've got to see it but it's a matter are you willing to seek him are you willing to seek him early in the morning are you willing to seek him when it's not popular are you willing to go after him when it seems that the devil is trying to bring you down do you have a thirsty soul this morning is there anybody in here that's got a soul that says I need Jesus I don't need no man I don't need my mama I don't need my daddy but I need Jesus the king of kings the alpha and omega the great I am the one true witness the lily of the valley the bright and morning star I need Jesus Jesus, uh, but the part, uh, the part that makes me glad uh, is, you know, sometimes uh, people will promise you something, uh, but they'll disappoint. Uh, you can go to somebody's house uh, and they'll tell you, I have a meal spread out for you, uh, but they won't do uh, what they promised to do. Uh, but I read in my Bible uh, that he promised them uh, that if you thirst after righteousness, uh, that if you hunger after righteousness, uh, you're going to be filled. He said, filled. Filled with peace. Filled with blessing. Filled with praise. Filled with what the world didn't give and the world didn't take away. Filled with goodness. Filled with mercy until your cup runs over. Field. Ah, yes. And what makes me glad is it's just a foretaste of the glory. Because I read in my Bible that there comes a day for all those that love him. For we shall see him as he is. And the Lord will descend from heaven with a shout. And the dead in Christ shall rise. And we shall reign with them upon the earth for a thousand years a thousand years of joy a thousand years of peace it's just a foretaste of the glory he said if you thirst I'll fill you up until your cup runs over 
Oh yes, it all makes sense now. That's why the psalmist wrote in Psalm 34, 8, is a taste and see that the Lord is good. I tasted of Jesus and I found out he's all right. He's all right. I tasted him. I'll take him over drugs. I'll take him over alcohol. I'll take him over weed. I'll take him over your spouse. I'd rather have Jesus. I'd rather have Jesus. Is there anybody in here that'd rather have Jesus? Hallelujah. And so when we look at the Bible, all throughout the Bible, God is looking to fill your empty spaces. When we look at 2 Kings 4, there was the widow that had lost everything, but all she had was a little jar of oil. And Elijah told her to collect all the jars that she could. And the oil did not run out until all the jars were filled. When we look at the very first miracle uh, that Jesus performed uh, he put turn water into wine uh, by asking for six empty water pots uh, and he commanded it to be filled uh, and the people said you saved the best for last uh, Jesus wants to fill uh, your emptiness uh, with the best uh, for the woman at the well uh, came to Jesus uh, with her life empty uh, but guess what uh, Jesus filled it the multitude was starving the disciples wanted to send them away but Jesus fed them until they were filled and guess what they had leftovers they had leftovers God says I want to fill you and there's more you don't have to save Sunday's meal for Monday he said if you come back on Monday I'll give you more than enough that's why in the Lord's prayer he said Give us our day, our daily bread. He wants to fill you up. Ah, blessed is he who shall eat in the eat bread in the kingdom of God. He wants to fill all of your empty spaces. But all you've got to do is hunger and thirst. hunger and thirst after him he said i am the bread of life you come unto me i'll fill you up there is something in your soul that no man can quench there's a longing in your heart that nobody in this building nobody outside can quench you feel discontented in your life. You know why? You had not filled yourself up with Jesus. And you may say, well, this is a message for the unsaved. I, no, it's not. It's more for the saved than it is the unsaved. We get so stagnant in our salvation. We've been saved X amount of years. We go to church on Sunday. That's all we do. But God said, I need you to come unto me. All those that are thirsty, come to the water. Even if you don't have any money, come and buy it, eat. Come and drink of me and you'll never thirst again.
never thirst again. It's a satisfying joy in Jesus. Oh, when you just take of him, when you eat of him and drink of his body and you experience God, there's a joy that you get down in your soul. Oh, joy unspeakable and full of glory. But you've got a hunger. You've got a thirst. I believe there's somebody that's here today. I want to open up this altar. Somebody that's here that says, I've got salvation. But I have strayed from my desire for Jesus. I filled my itinerary up with everything else but Jesus. Songwriter said, come and dine the master's calling. Come and dine the master's calling. He's got a table spread right in front of you for you to partake of him you to come unto him I believe there's somebody come 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 you strayed away from him straight away from your seeking after the will of God someone is here to touch and agree with you all you got to do is see it don't take much much other than that just seek after him hunger and thirst after him hunger and thirst after his will all that disappointment all that depression I believe if you come to Jesus he'll fill you up fill that cup of emptiness you search everywhere else you look to man you look to your friends you look to colleagues but there's still an emptiness in your soul that still can't be filled until you come unto Jesus. Come and dine, the master's calling. He says, come unto me, all those that are weary, all those that have searched everywhere else. Come unto Jesus. Come try Jesus. Come try Jesus. He's all right. <clears throat> come try Jesus. He's all right. Come try Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. That's right. Come on. Young man, come. Young woman, come. Come to Jesus. Oh, yes. Come to Jesus. Oh, yes. Come to Jesus. Come on, right now. Oh, yes. Come to Jesus. Oh, yes. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Right now. Right now. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, someone can work with you. And you have not been baptized in the precious name of Jesus. Today is your day. Today is your day. He 
no better time than this time. He will save you. Yes, that's right. He will save you right now. Oh, yes. Right now. Oh, he will save you. He will save you. He will save you right now. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Come to One more. He is calling right now. That's right. right. Is there one more? He is calling. He's calling you. He is calling right now. Oh, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. All you've got to do is come. Come to Jesus. All you've got to do is just come. He already made a promise to fill you up. Come to Jesus. Fill all your empty vessels. Come to Jesus. Fill your empty places with the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Come to Jesus. Jesus, come to Jesus right now, right now. Come to Jesus, come to Jesus right now. He will say.
Jesus, come to Jesus right now. He will save you. He will save you. He will save you right now. Everybody, if you could just stand and wrap the hands of your neighbor. We're going to break some chains today. Break some chains that the devil is trying to bind you up. He wants to destroy you, but God said, I put the Holy Ghost in you to make you an overcomer. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you for your people that are here today. Hallelujah. We thank you how you have gathered them in this place, Lord. We thank you for your power of the Holy Ghost. The power that breaks every chain, that breaks every bondage, that breaks every yoke. Ah, God, we thank you today for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for the invitation to come unto you and dine at your table and feast on you today. Ah, for you promised that we would never hunger or thirst again. We thank you for all of those that are here, all of the families that are represented, Lord. We come against right now every demonic stronghold that binds their spirits down, that binds their minds down, that distracts them from seeking after you, Lord. Let them know that they'll never be satisfied until they've tried you. Let them know that they'll never be satisfied until they hunger and thirst after you. For you are the only one that can fill them. You are the only one that can quench the longing in their souls. You are the only one that can quench the desires in their heart. You are the only God that can do it. The only God that can give them peace and joy and satisfaction in a world where it's all about themselves disappointment and darkness and sin but Lord we come unto you today Lord we come with a repentant heart saying Lord we've distracted ourselves with everything else but you but we need more of you we need Jesus today we need you Jesus we need to see your glory we need to see your power we need to see your anointing flow in our life not ourselves but Lord we need you more than anything else and we'll be sure to give you praise honor and glory in the mighty matchless name of Jesus Amen. I dare you just to give the Lord a ridiculous praise in the house today. I dare you to praise God. Praise him like you know he's a good God. Praise him like he's a God that's giving you joy. Praise him like he's a God that's filled your body up. Praise him like he's been that God that he said he's been. Come on and give the Lord a high praise. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.